So the main focus in this series, as I mentioned, and I will keep mentioning until the series concludes, is that we are referring to the social unrest that's not only taken in this nation, but globally, uh, because of racism and how we who are children of God or believers in Jesus Christ, how we ought to live. I'd like us to turn to the book of John chapter 14 and verse 21 through and 23, not 21 through 23, 21 and 23. I'm going to read those two and then I'll jump off from there. The book of John chapter 14, verses 21 and 23. All right, John chapter 14, verse 21 states, Jesus is speaking. He says, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. And verse 23, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Those are the only two verses I'm going to read. So it's saying here, verse 21, he who has my commandments and keep them. Keep doesn't mean only in the head or in the heart. Keeps mean that you know it and that you are acting on it, that you're walking by faith. You are acting on what you know. He says, that person shows that they love me. So the person who is obedient to the word of God, walking by faith, shows Jesus that they love him. It's not in what I say only, but it's what I do. If I do what's in line with his will, his word, it shows that I love him. And he said here, and he who loves me will be loved by my father. And he said, I will love him and manifest myself. He said, the person who choose to walk by faith, keep my word and act on it, I will love him. The father will love him. And he said, I will reveal myself to that person. Oh, my God, that's awesome. So the evidence of a person's transformation is their love for Jesus. And when I say love, I'm talking about what they do, what they say, if they're walking by faith, if they're walking in the light. This person will know his word and obey it. Our love is revealed by our obedience. So when you tell Jesus you love him, contingent on that is your obedience to his word. Contingent on that is the obedience. And of course, this person also is showing and is also walking by faith. They're walking by faith no matter how they feel. They're walking by faith. Because they're showing that they trust the word of God. And they are willing to obey it no matter what. That is walking in the light. That is walking in love. The love of God. That is showing Jesus that you love him. Now in verse 23 it says here. If you love Jesus. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep his word. You'll keep my word. And then Jesus said, he and the Father will come to that person and abide or make their home with that person. Now, this is real intimacy. The creator of heaven and earth, abiding with redeemed man, one, per, one with that person and revealing himself to that person. 
That is a spiritual transaction that's taking place. So let me break it down for you. When you walk in the light, when you walk in obedience to the word of God, Jesus said, the Father, he and the Father will come and live with you. They say they will come and, let me, let me just, let me just read, it, read, read that verse here. Verse 23, it says here, we will come to him and make our home with him. That is very personal. So what is saying here, the creator of heaven and earth is willing, when you walk and obey the word of God, walk in and obey the word of God, is willing to come and abide with that person and be one with that person, with a spiritual transaction taking place. Let me give you an example. This is like people living in a home, in a house. In my house, there are three occupants. There, we are abiding. We live here. We eat here. We sleep here. We fellowship here. We interact with each other. People who come and go are visitors. They do not abide in my home. They are visitors. Abiding means the people in this home, we might be happy one day. We might be upset one the next day. We might not talk to each other. We might get upset with each other. But abiding means we stay and we work things out. Abiding means that the people in this home have an intimate relationship, have a closeness more close than people outside of this home. Because people outside are visitors. People in the house, they are abiding. They are living together. They know each other's hot buttons. They know what makes each other happy or makes each other sad. We edify one another. We support with each other. We cry with each other. We laugh with each other, etc., etc. The people who are abiding know each other intimately. Same things. What Jesus is saying here, when you obey my word, you show that you love me. And he say, I and the Father, we will come and make our home with you. That means they're going to come and live with you. That means they're going to be in you, Father, Son, and Spirit. But they are in you in the person of the Holy Spirit. But it will be in such a tangible way that you will know and experience something that gives you the confidence and assurance that they are with you. God always wanted intimacy with his creation. He made man in his own image and his likeness. He, however, could not have intimate relationships with fallen man because of corruption. He couldn't be in the same space because of sin. The reason why now he he and the, and, the, and the Son and the Father can abide is because now we are redeemed through Christ. The price has been paid. The penalty has been paid. And because we accept that gift of Christ, now we are washed in the blood and we our righteousness is that of Christ and not our own. So now as we walk in obedience to the word of God, as we obey the words, the commands of Christ, right? Now the Father and the Son can abide with us. Because we are redeemed, we are no longer walking willfully in sin. So the transformed person understands this and they walk in obedience. They walk by faith to the word of God. And that pleases God. That's why he says, my father and I will come and abide with that person. 
because that person has an understanding of the love of God and the way they walk, the way they talk is exemplary of the character of their father, of the father himself. So the consequence of that transformation is that the person would be loved by Jesus and Jesus himself will reveal himself to that person. The father and the son will make their home with that person. Now, when I say Jesus himself will reveal himself to that person, I'm talking about when you're reading the word of God, when you're praying, when you're meditating, sometimes you'll get visions, sometimes you get dreams. That's how the Lord will communicate to you himself, his character. You will start to learn things about himself. This word, the word, the word you're reading here comes alive to you. You start to see him in a light that's beyond the book. It becomes a spiritual, your spiritual eyes open up. That's what it means that he reveals himself. You see the essence and the character of God himself, not only in Christ, but also in yourself. Because God said, the Bible says that we have been transformed into the image and likeness of Christ, of Jesus Christ himself. God starts to reveal himself through the word, by the spirit, and that essence of Christ himself starts to be revealed through you. He works through us to reveal himself. And when he does that, we see, not only we, but also people see the essence of Christ in our lives. Uh, you know, you have to really meditate on that. Now, I'd like to turn to the book of John chapter 15, please. The next, that's just the next chapter. And we're going to go to verse, I'm going to read verse 1 and 2. And verse 4 through 8. John chapter 15, verse 1 to 2, and verse 4 through 8. John chapter 15, verse 1, and verse 2. Jesus is speaking again. He said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Verse 4, abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Verse 6. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. As they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Verse 8. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. All right, so what does this have to do with transformation? A lot. First of all, what is Jesus is saying here? I am the vine, and the Father is the vine dresser. Now, if you're familiar with a vineyard, the vine dresser is the one who goes around pruning the branches. Okay? So you have a vine, you have branches that come off the vine, and then 
during certain times of the, the year, the, the pruners will go and prune the, prune the branches that come off the vine. That is so that when it's time for growth and for, for uh, producing grapes, the, the branch will, will produce more fruit. It will become more fruitful. So this is the analogy Jesus is using here. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches, and the Father is the vine dresser. So the Father is the one that goes around pruning us. Okay? He said, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he, who, the vine dresser, the Father, he takes away. Any branch in Christ that's not bearing fruit, the Father would eventually go around and cut it off. Why? Because it's not bearing any fruit. It is useless. Because God is always about producing fruit. Because that's the only way he can manifest himself to this world. Is by the fruit that comes from the vine, the branches. Who are who is art? Who are the branches? We are the branches. And any branch that bears fruit, he prunes so that it can bear more fruit. So don't take it strange at the trials that you're going through. The trials that you're going through sometimes can be pruning, taking place so that you can bear more fruit. Verse, verse 4, Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So he's saying here, the only way you branches can bear any fruit, you have to abide in me. You have to be connected to me. I remember the, the previous uh, John chapter 14, I talking about what that abiding is. Abiding is intimacy, being plugged in, having a relationship. That's what abiding means. Abiding don't mean you come and you go. You're just a visitor. That's not abiding. That's visiting. That's, making, that's playing a visit. Abiding means you're there through the thick and thin. Through the hard times and the good times, abiding means you are there. You don't run away. You stay. You stick in. You stay in Christ. That's what abiding means. So if you don't abide, which is a choice, you get cut off. And he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you desire and it shall be done. Because why? Because the Father gets glorified in what, what you ask for happens. God gets the glory. So he said here, Get your life, you, we get our life from Christ. And the Father is the one shaping us. All right? That's what it's saying. If you are not abiding, that is obeying, walking by faith. If you are hating your brother or hating people of another race, etc., etc. If you're not doing these things, you're not obeying, you're not walking by faith, you're hating people, you're not abiding. You call yourself a Christian, you call yourself a, 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 a follower of Christ, but you're not, you're not loving your brother, you're hating people, right? You're not obeying the word of God, and you're not walking by faith. So you're not abiding. So he said, what will happen eventually? That person will be cut off. You run the risk of getting cut off. He said, yeah, abide in me. Abiding me means what? It's an active choice to obey his word and have intimacy. That's what abiding means. It's an active choice to stay in this house. Rachel and I, if we have an argument, if I run away and say this is enough, I want a divorce, 
I am choosing not to abide. I'm choosing to leave. Abiding means I stay and we work things out. That's what abiding means. Abiding means we work things out. Abiding means we stay and we figure things out. That's what abiding means. It doesn't mean to cut and run. Abiding means you stay and you work it out. That's what abiding means. And when you abide, you bear fruit. Because God will keep his word. And when we abide, we manifest the acceptable will of God. What is that? We love others. We have compassion. We forgive and show mercy. That's what happens when we stay. If we have an argument, we stay and we work it out. We express our love to each other. We have compassion. We forgive. We show mercy. Same thing you say you're a follower of Jesus Christ. If you're really abiding, you're going to forgive people. If you're really abiding, you won't hate your brother. If you're really abiding, you won't be racist. You won't judge people based on the color of their skin. If you're really abiding, you'll forgive people. Or you would be quick to ask for forgiveness if you hurt people. Fill in the blanks. That's what it means you're abiding. Abiding is not what you say. Abiding is an action. It requires action. And when you abide, you have benefits. What is the benefit? Hear what Jesus said in verse 7. Ask what you desire, and it shall be done. That's the benefits of abiding. Ask, and it shall be given to you. This is what happens when you abide. The Lord answers your prayers. The Lord will put us through some real-life experiences, which will reinforce the transformation that's taken place. And you remove the things from your life that will keep us from being Christ-like. We then learn and know how to make the right choices. And this pleases the Lord and glorifies the Father. When we make the right choices, it is evident by the fruit that comes forth from our lives. And when I say fruit, it talks about the things that, that is revealed, tangible things that we see from in our lives and people see, and also tangible things that we experience internally, peace, love, joy. These are, the, these are the fruit of the Spirit. These are the fruit that comes forth from a life in Christ when you walk in obedience. These are the tangible things that bring glory to God. Our life becomes a living testimony or witness of the goodness of God in our lives. There is no denying that the Lord is present in our lives. There is evidence of it. When people say, oh, you're lucky. Like everything you do just works out. No, it's not luck. It's abiding. Because the word of God says, God says, delight yourself in me. Be soft and pliable. And I will give you the desires of your heart. It's not luck. It's abiding. And God is keeping his word. That's what it is. And what you see is a manifestation of God's promise to me if I choose to abide. That's what you're seeing. But in verse 7, Jesus said, let me read verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you, you desire and it shall be done. Now this, a lot of people forget the abiding part and they just go to the asking part. They say here, people say, a lot of people tend to leave out the abiding and go straight to the asking. And they get upset when the Lord doesn't answer their prayers. 
but they're conditioned. He said, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask what you desire, and it shall be done. It doesn't say just ask, and it shall be done. That you need to abide. There are conditions to asking. Because God is not really raising bastards. He's not raising spoiled brats. He's raising sons who know how to walk in the light. Who knows the character of God. Who loves their father. Want to please their father. These are the people who abide. And when you abide, the benefits are that he will answer your prayers. And there will be tangible evidence of that. So if you hate your brother or hate others, for whatever reason, I don't care what it is, the Lord will not forgive you. He won't answer your prayers. I don't care what you call yourself. The Lord will not hear you. If you have hate, resentment, unforgiveness in your heart, if you disobey the word of God or the spirit of God, the Lord will not hear your prayers. He won't hear it because you're not abiding. You're rebellious. You're a rebellious person. You're a rebellious child. Many of us try to, to, to appease children, rebellious children, by giving them what they want. But that's the wrong, that's the wrong way to approach it. Because they know how to, pro, you, how to program you. When they rebel and they act up, they know you will give them what they want. So that's what they're going to keep doing. But God is not like us. He don't think the way we think. When you rebel, he leaves you in your own stew, in your mess, until you come to your senses. Then when you learn to abide, then he answers your prayers. Don't get it twisted. God doesn't think like we think. And verse 6 says, whoever does not abide will be cast out and will wither. The vine dresser will remove that person. And you know something? Many people today who call themselves Christians don't even know that they have been cut off. They don't even know it. And according to Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, I'm going to just quote it to you. You don't have to return there. The Bible says, and Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Not everyone who said, Lord, Lord, I love you. And there are other scriptures. I'm probably going to touch upon that as I, you know, as I continue with the series. But not everyone who says they love Jesus is abiding. And many people have been cut off and they don't even know it. So when they come to say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I did this in your name. I did that in your name. Jesus is saying, I don't know you. I never knew you. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. And what is that will of the Father? Love your brother. Love the Lord. Obey the word of God. Walk in the, in the light. Walk in the spirit. Love your enemy. Do good. Forgive. Have compassion. And show compassion. Have mercy. Etc. 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 This is the heart of God. This is the love of God. Okay? So when you do the will of the Father, when you are abiding, you know the heart of God. You know the mind of Christ, and you walk in that. You see, you, don't, you, don't, you know you're not cut off, because the Jesus says, I will manifest myself to you. So if he's still revealing himself to you, you know you have intimacy. You know you're not cut off. Oh, my God. You know you're abiding. 
Nobody has to tell you that you're abiding. You know it because the Spirit of God bears witness with your spirit that you are a son of God, that you are loved. The Lord will always, always affirm his love for you by that spiritual transaction that takes place in you. He always affirms it. Glory to God. Always affirms it. So the Lord answers the prayers of the one abiding. And to prove to that person that he hears the person's prayers, he answers it. That's how he proves that that person is hearing his prayer, that he hears that person's prayer. And proves to that person that what they're saying is heard. He answers the prayer. And when he answers the prayer, it's a proof to you that he loves you, that he hears you, that you're abiding. And it's proof to others that there's something going on in your life with the Lord. It shows that he keeps his word. And that when you, because when you ask for, what you ask for happens, it proves to you that he keeps his word. So the person who makes a choice daily to submit to the word of God and the spirit of God will know spiritual victory and intimacy with the Father. The person in transformation will know intimacy with the heavenly Father through Christ. We will know it. Nobody will have to tell us. We will know it. We will know it. That person will know the Father and the Son. And you want to hear the good part of it. Since they are abiding with us, since the Son and the Father come and make the home, we know not only do they hear us and answer our prayer, they also know who we are. It's not only that we know him, it shows that he knows us intimately. He knows us and he loves us so much. They come and they abide with us. I mean, that is awesome. That is awesomeness. If you wrap your head around that. So let me just conclude here. The person will know these foundational truths. I talked about them last week, but I'm also going to mention them here. When you come through that wilderness experience and there's the transformation keeps taking place, every experience you go through, when you go through it, it always reinforces these thoughts and these, and these things you know, these foundational truths. Not only, only will you know them, you will also walk by them, in them and live by them. Number one, that he or she must live by the word of God. We must live by the word of God. That person know it. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeds, proceeds from the mouth of God. We know it and we walk by it. We live by that. Number two, they must not give in to temptation. We cannot yield to temptation. Earlier today in the Growing in Christ class, we talked about the devil like a roaring lion roaming about, seeking whom he may de devour. Whom he may devour. He can't devour us at will. We have to give him the opening, the opportunity to devour us. But that happens when you give into temptation. But when your mind is being transformed, when you're going through that transformation process, the person who used to give into temptation to hate, to make racist remarks, they no longer do that because they understand that they cannot give into temptation. 
and allow the enemy to devour them and use them for his purpose. And number three, worship God. We know that our life is a life of worship. Our lifestyle is a lifestyle of worship. And that we serve God, not out of drudgery, but out of love for him, because we want to please the Father. We know this. We know this. Nobody has to tell us that we have to live by the word of God, that we don't give into temptation, and that we worship God and him only. This is not out of, done out of fear or dread, but out of love and reverence for our Heavenly Father. Just as Jesus, he said, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. He said, Father, I always do those things which please you. And that's the same heart that we have when we, our mind is being transformed. We want to do whatever we do, whatever we say, we want to please the Father. It's all about intimacy. It's all about relationship. That same spirit, that same heart of Christ and mind of Christ, that same spirit and heart we develop. And that everything we say and do, we want to please the Father. Nobody has to tell us anything. We know it. We know it. That's how we want to live. We want to please the Father. We understand intimacy. We understand what this relationship is all about. So transformation, transformation is about abiding. It's about staying. It's a choice. The choice to abide or not is, is up to us to stay plugged into Christ because our life comes from him. Jesus says, if you abide in me, right, you can bear fruit. He said, because without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. If we stay abiding, and it's a, as I said, abiding is a choice, we will always bear godly fruit. No matter what we're going through, we will always bear godly fruit that will glorify God in and through our lives. Okay? So transformation. As we are on this earth, as we are living this life in Christ, it will always be taking place because we are all being conformed, shaped into the image of Christ himself. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me, he said, you shall bear much fruit. And that fruit is to glorify the Father. So a life transformed in Christ will be evident by the lifestyle that person lives. All right. So I'm going to stop there. And I hope you receive something today. In Jesus' name.